Squell. Thank you for joining us today. I believe God has a word for you. I know God loves you and has a plan for your life. So listen to this live service and let God speak to you. All right. You know, uh, I've been a pastor a long time. And I've never had to do what I just did a few minutes ago. Never. All I know is that God put you in the right place at the right time to pastor the people that he put in front of you. And uh, I hope you believe that because um, I believe it. Pastor Jim believes it. Our team believes it. We got a big job in front of us. There's a lot of people that need Jesus. So for my live stream audience, thank you for joining us. I've got a couple announcements for you. Make sure we're all good back there. We're good, guys. Put the uh, giving online. I need to tell the world a few things for a moment, if that's okay, Rome. Um, Put the online giving thing on there, Benji. You are seeing uh, how to give online. We're going to leave that on for the whole thing because there's hundreds of people in Rome watching today, not counting the thousands of people around the world. But we just want to, there's some things that have happened in our country, as you're probably aware of, that they have some rules. And uh, there's this thing called the coronavirus that has uh, hit us in our country. And we are taking the safety precautions. And as of now, our church is allowed to still be open. We still have some rules that um, we are adhering to. And, uh, but around the world, or if you're one of our members and you stayed home today, I got a word for you, and I told this group that's here today, uh, fear does not come from God. So you don't have to be afraid. God's going to take care of you and protect you. And for the next few weeks, it will be well available for you to log in like normal for the world, but for Rome, to watch everything that's happening here in ICF Rome. So please avail yourself to that. And also, you can go back in any of those platforms, and you'll see that here in a moment online that you can go back to any of those platforms and watch any of our messages. So if you've missed a week in a series, you can go back and get that anytime, day or night. So thank you, world, for joining us today. And uh, we've got a message about faith moves our destiny for each of us. Our Bible verse for the month is 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 5. So that your faith might not rest on human wisdom. That's very important. But on God's power. Okay? Can you guys say that with me today? So that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. Did you get that? I mean, do you really get that? Your faith is not based on man. It's based on God. So today, in case you missed 
last week as we launched this new series on Faith Moves Our Destiny, I told you that man's wisdom is in the natural. Now, how many of you know that man can direct you to do things and be things and say things that aren't right? Matter of fact, they're mistakes. Matter of fact, last week, we talked about how that man can give us directions to even go somewhere, like to a store, and the directions are wrong. You only have to live in this city of Rome for a few weeks to find out these Italians will direct you incorrectly. They just want to tell you the directions. It may be wrong, but they want to tell you the directions. And I have fallen many times for their directions and ended up where I didn't want to go. Matter of fact, this week we went to see the potential new building. And Siri is directing Pastor Wayne and I and Julie to the new building. I know that Nash is going to meet us there. And so we're on a time frame. And, and so we punch it into Siri. And Siri starts the direction. And I don't know about how your Siri works or talks. But our, mine talks weird sometimes. And, and Siri's talking to me about turn left, turn right, go here. And before I know it, I'm outside of Rome. <laughs> Siri took me to the wrong place. And we're almost to this other place. And I said to Wayne, who's holding the phone, it was all his fault. <laughs> Wayne, we're not even close to the new building. We've got to go back. It's amazing how that, that brilliant computer thinks she knew everything. It was probably he with a, man, with a woman's voice. So I'll give both credit or non-credit, whichever way you want to go right there. You hear what I'm saying? Even the computer directed me wrong. But sometimes we are so based on listening to man, we forget that man's wisdom is in the natural. Number two was that God's wisdom is in the supernatural. Big difference. See, when God talks, it really happens. Did you hear what I just said? When God gives you direction, it really is the right direction. When God says something, it is really the right thing to say and the right timing to say. Listen, if God can create you, then he can direct you. Remember that statement from last week? If God created you, that means he can direct you. So any of the languages you speak, French, we even put French up there this week. How many of my friends speak? How many speak French in this, this room? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, wow, that's cool. How you like my French line down there? Got that, huh? We got Spanish and Italian, and for you English speakers, I got you too. Last week I didn't have you, and some of my English speakers say, well, you leaving us out now? Because I only put Italian and Spanish and French up there. My English people got all ticked off. They said, what's wrong? I figure I said it. I think you understand it. But it's the words, if God can create you, then he can direct you. Because you've heard me say, if, if he can create you, then he can fix you. Right? Well, if he can fix you, he can surely direct you. And who do we want directing our lives? 
We want God directing our lives. See, I, we even sang the song last week, he's got the whole world in his hands. We, we sang that as a, as a group of people. He's got us. He's got you in his hands. World, he's got you. I don't know where you're at, even my Chinese congregation that's listening right now. I'm telling you, God's got you. Adhere to the rules. Do what is necessary. But go after God. If you're in Iran today or, or in Iraq or some of those other countries, if, if you're in Korea or South Korea, God's got you. You go after God. Don't let a virus stop you from going towards God. I really believe that you can trust God with your destiny. With all of my heart. But it's one thing for me to believe that. It's another thing for you to believe that. Do you really believe God's got you in the palm of his hand? If you believe that, then your actions will show up. They, when you think about a decision, you'll say, what would be God be saying here? The choice, what would God be saying here? Some of you have to make decisions on a regular basis, big decisions for your jobs, for your careers, for your education. Well, I would want the input of God to help me. Did you hear what I just said? I want God's input into my life. And so today I think it's, it's so important that if we trust God with our destiny, in this week's message I've used one of my favorite portions of Scripture, and it's the verse I help direct my grandchildren with. It's Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me. Then you will call on me and come to pray to me. And what's the scripture say? And I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. That is a powerful portion of scripture. It's easy for me as the poppy or the grandfather to direct my grandchildren to adhere to this verse. And at a young age, they have been taught to memorize that particular portion of Scripture. Why? Because there is going to come a day in their life that they'll be faced with life's challenges. And they have to remember God has a plan for their life. And I'm saying to you, I don't know what country you're in today, or if you're sitting here in Rome, God has a plan for your life. And you have to listen to God's plan. So what is his plan? It's prosper you. To me, that's a blessing. My God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches how rich is god <laughs> he's building streets out of gold you only have to live in rome for a few
days to realize they didn't build their streets very good. Not the right material. But in heaven, they're being made out of gold. I was just in London, and their streets aren't that much better either. I was thinking, man, if I got to London and they drive on the wrong side, it must mean everything's good. That's not true. They had bumpy roads too. I was surprised. I thought it would just like be perfect. No, it wasn't perfect. But God's plan is to prosper you. I want the prosperity of God. I want him to take care of all my needs. I want him to take care of my job. I want him to take care of my career. I want him to prosper me. But I want him to prosper you. Do you hear what I just said? I want you to be blessed. I'm your pastor, but I want you to be blessed. I want you to have the riches of Christ Jesus. I want you to have his blessings. So appropriate how Nasha prayed that prayer blessing upon you. I want his face to shine on us. Every day, when you get up, it's God's face shining. Not to harm you. God's not going to harm you. I'm going to get back to that in a minute. He's going to give you hope. And he's going to give you a future. So today I've got one point. It's going to be subdivided into a couple other little guys. But I felt like I should take one of those four words and dive into them today. Particularly this week with everything else going on, I felt there was a way that I could dive into one of those. I can't hit all four of them and and give you good balance. But I can hit one of them. So I chose not to harm. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say it very strongly and very directly. God's plan is not to harm you. God's plan is not to harm you. Do you get that? So when stuff happens in your life, It's not God's plan to harm you. Stuff happens. In the midst of a coronavirus, we still have all kinds of other stuff going on in our lives, don't we? We still have kids. We still have bills. I guarantee you the Italian government or your government in your country is not going to say, for the next month you do not have to pay a bill. Do you think that's going to happen? No. Do you hear what I just said? Or when you pull up to the gas stations for the next month, you get free gas. There's a virus. We must have free gas. That is not true either. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Life still goes on. Decisions still have to be made. Some of you are working from home, but still, you've got to produce work. Your boss is not going to sit back and say, oh, I'm just giving you a month vacation. Do nothing. That's not going to happen either. Are you hearing? 
there's a certain time in every day that you're going to get hungry. And some of you are going to decide I'm going to put some food in that stomach to feed myself or feed my family. You're going to make a decision. I want you to know that God's plan is not to harm you. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 54, verse number 17, no weapon formed against you will prevail. I'm going to say that again. No weapon forged against you will prevail. And you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage. I love heritage. Of the servants of the Lord. And this is their vindication from me. Declares the Lord. In other words, God's saying, I've got the final word here. I got the final word in your house. I got the final word in your job. I got the final word in your education. I got the final word. And I am here not to harm you. I'm going to bless you. So if the word says no weapons can prevail, it doesn't say you won't be attacked. Has anybody not had a problem this last week? Would you please identify yourself? So since everyone is identifying themselves as we've had a problem, did we say life is over because we had a problem? Did you say I'm quitting on life because I had a problem? We won't talk about cooking right now, but I had to do all of my own cooking. I had some incredible food. I mean, my wife's a good cook. She's watching. She makes some great dishes. But she's allergic to fish. So we don't cook fish in our house. But I had <laughs> some fish this week. Man, was it good. I got me a sea bass, and I laid that thing out there. I had them clean it right, and, and I laid that thing on the grill area, and I chopped the potatoes and the carrots, and I, I put the right seasoning on it, and I put it in the oven. Hmm. Mama mia. And I pulled that out of the oven in about 30 minutes, is at least what Siri told me. I pulled it back out of the oven, and it was roasted just right. And Siri also said you take your fork and you kind of stab it in there a little bit and turn it, and if it kind of flakes up right, it's all just right. So I stuck my little fork in there and turned it a little bit, and it, oh, it flaked up. I said, I did it. I had never cooked fish before in my whole life. But I had that fish dinner. It was good. I also made calamari, pasta, red sauce. Mamma mia. That's why I put on a few pounds this week. And I went to the bakery 
And I bought some of my favorite desserts this week. Because I've been a bachelor for the last couple weeks. I had to feed myself. So if I had to feed myself, I was going to eat the stuff I wanted to eat. I love you, Jen. Last night, I told her what I had done. She says, you better light some candles. The house was going to stink all up a fish. So I lit her favorite candle because she'll be home, and I opened a few doors. But I can tell you, I loved doing all that this week, but I still had to do it. And while I was cooking that fish, I was thinking, what if I burn it? What if I overcook it? What if I didn't do it like Siri said? Or what if Siri had made a mistake? It would have been bad. You know, bad stuff happens. Has anybody ever burnt something? Oh, I got liars in my church too. You overcooked it. Maybe it didn't translate right. Maybe you undercooked it. Problems happen. Not made light of a simple subject, but life's issues aren't simple. I got that. Relationships are not simple. Decisions about your family, they're not simple. Decisions about your finances, they're not simple. I'm not trying to underestimate or underproject what problems could be. I'm just trying to let you know today, God's plan is not to harm you. Do you hear what I said? God loved it that I cooked that fish because it was good. You understand? And God probably didn't care that I cooked the fish. But I cared. And sometimes you make decisions in your life because of what God has been saying to you about your family, about your education, about your job, about your future. I want you to know that God said no weapon forged against you. I could have went at this Bible verse any different angle I could have went. I chose to go to the lighter side today because there's enough heaviness around us. I chose to go that direction. I'm not minimizing anyone's problems. I'm not putting, pushing them down saying don't worry about them. I'm not saying that. But I am saying to you, God has it. Don't worry about tomorrow because God's got you in his hand. There's a Bible story I love. It's a story of David and Goliath. At the time of the story, David is 17 years of age. David is not a very big person. And Goliath is... 9 feet 6 inches or 2.9 meters. That's a pretty big guy. He's a trained soldier. Carries all the weaponry. But yet he is very defiant of the children of Israel. He's cursing at God. He's making blasphemes against the children of God. And he's basically saying, no one can stop me, not even God. 
And here's this 17-year-old boy in the midst of big army guys, in the midst of trained soldiers, listening to the same words everybody else is listening to. But he had determined in his heart that the God that had protected him before is the same God that could protect him today. The same God that equipped him yesterday is the same God that can equip him today. I'm saying to you today that the God that was for you yesterday is the same God that's for you today. The same God that protected you yesterday is the same God that can protect you today. The same God that healed you yesterday is the same God that can heal you today. The same God that provided for you yesterday is the same God that can provide for you today. You got to believe that. God does not change. So David said these words You come against me with the sword and the spear and the javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel. Whom you have defied. Think about it. He's 17. He's never fought anything like this. He's fought a bear and a lion. But now he's going to fight a trained soldier. That has killed everybody else in his path. And all of his brothers and other army guys are afraid to even come close to this guy. But there had to be something deep in his heart. And I'm suggesting to you today, there has to be something implanted in your heart that says, God is for me. God is not going to harm me. And I want you to know, my friend, there may be some giants in your life or situations that you would deem as weapons against you that are really, you're thinking, stopping you from fulfilling your destiny. The giant just got put there. The sickness just showed up. The financial problem just happened. I want you to know God is not going to harm you. So what are you going to do? What do we do? So that's a good question. That's my point number two. You got to have an answer. You can't just say God's not going to harm you. So what do you do? Here's what I suggest. Trust in our God. Trust Him. Believe His Word. Stand on His promises. They are for you. And the world is watching you to find out what you're going to do. You think this is the only problem the world has ever had? A virus? 
No. The world has had problems for a long time. But I want you to know, God can handle problems. He can handle your problem. And don't let what everybody else is saying dictate to you what your God is going to do for you. You get a fight within you. You get the weapons that God has given you. Faith. I mean, let's just start there. We don't have to go any further. Let's just get God's faith. Faith moves mountains. Faith moves giants. Faith moves sickness. Do you hear what I said? Faith moves disease. Faith moves viruses. Faith moves. My faith is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and His righteousness. It's my faith. It's in Him. I'm going to call on God. I mean, think about it. If I'm calling on God, I'm calling on God. It's okay to talk to your brothers and sisters, but call on God. Seek His face. You're up against a giant, call on God. God, do you hear me? Are you listening, God? I used to be asked a lot, Pastor, why do you pray so loud? People ask, I've, I've been asked that a lot. Why, why do you pray so loud? Doesn't God hear a whisper? The answer is yes, God hears a whisper. But I want to make sure Nothing gets in between my prayer and God. So I'm going to yell. That's just a personal opinion. But if you want to whisper, you whisper, but I'm going to yell. God! I need some help down here. Are you listening to me? I'm still calling on God. I'm just doing it a little louder. And I'm not ashamed to call on God. I'm not ashamed to pray. I'm not ashamed to stand on his word. I'm not ashamed to sit by. I'm not that person that kind of sit by and let everybody else dictate to me what my life is going to be. I have decided to follow Jesus. I'm not turning back. I'm not going to the left. I'm not going to the right. I'm going this way. And nothing is going to stop me. It's a decision. Verse 12 of that Jeremiah 29 verse is, then you will call on me. I said call on God, didn't I? Wasn't that my point? Isn't that pretty appropriate that it's in the Bible? <laughs> then you will call on me and come and pray to me. And what's God going to do? I'm going to listen to you. Is he going to listen to your whisper? Yeah. Is he going to listen to my screaming? Yeah. But God's going to listen. And if God listens, God responds. Do you hear what I just said? If God is listening, God's responding. What's the Bible says? He will listen. 
If he is listening, something is about to happen. Today, at the end of this message, in just a couple minutes, we are going to call on God. We're going to turn this room into a prayer room. We're going to keep our distances like we're supposed to, to adhere to the rules. World, I'm going to ask you to stop and don't do anything else when we get to the prayer time today. And we're going to leave the live stream up and you're going to be a part of a prayer meeting. Because I believe if we call on God, God is going to help us. So that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. Man, I love our Bible verse of the month. People say all the time, well, pastor, wisdom comes, yeah, it, the, I, I, I got it. The Bible even says in James, if anybody lacks wisdom, let him ask. And he'll give us wisdom. I'm not talking about supernatural God-given wisdom. I'm talking about man's simple wisdom. Man's opinion. Because we've all been given directions in our life of how to solve your family problem, how to solve your health problem, how to solve your situation. And how many times has man led us down the wrong road? I'm here to tell you, let's listen to God's direction for our life. Let's trust in what God has to say for my children and my grand. Let's believe what He says. And if we trust in what he says, then I can tell you, it's going to turn out okay. There may be some trouble, but be of good cheer. I've already taken care of the trouble, is what the Bible verse says. What? See, God is going before us here, friends. He's not lagging in behind. When David went up to Goliath, he didn't say, okay, you go on down there by yourself, uh, and I'm, I'm going to sit up here with all the guys that are negative. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. When he marched down there to the battle to take out Goliath, he says, okay, my God is coming with me. And he took a tiny little pebble, took it in an old-fashioned slingshot, and spun it around his head. And he said, that guy's going down. I mean, the, 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 the king wanted to put armor on him, wanted to give him a sword, wanted to give him a spear. His brothers were saying, go home. 17-year-old said, no, 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 no. That guy defied my God. That guy's going down today. And there may be some giants that you just got to simply get that bold with. Just say, Okay. You come against me with a sword and a javelin and a shield, and you come against me with all your negative talk, and you come against me to define my God. I'm coming against you in the name of the Lord my God. And if God be for me, who in the world is going to be against me? Because no weapon formed against me. Are you getting this message today? 
I'm telling you today, my friend, God is not going to harm you. He's going to protect you. He's going to help you. Get it in your heart. Get it in your spirit. March out there into the battlefield. Say, okay, giant, you're coming down today. Take your little slingshot and fling it around there, and it'll hit them right in the right spot. Boom. Gone. One word from God, it's all over. How about one prayer? You've heard me say it many times. One prayer away from a miracle. Today, we're going to call on God. And we're going to ask God for some help. Would you bow your heads, please? Lord Jesus, today, as you know, here in Rome, Lord, and in many of the countries that are listening right now around the world, there's some stuff going on. It's not just one thing, Lord. It's many things. It's not just one virus, but all the other sicknesses have not taken a sabbatical since we have one virus. Because we have one virus, that doesn't mean all the cancers have now gone away. Or all the other sicknesses have gone away. As my friend texted me this morning that his daughter is going to be having a baby tomorrow because some complications have happened in Greece. Lord, you're going to help them. Though that brother is stranded in the north of Italy and is not allowed to get out, you're going to help his daughter in Greece. You're going to reach into that hospital and you're going to help that delivery and everything's going to be okay. Because I'm going to call on you, God. And as my friend texts me that this morning, he said his final words, and I won't get to hold on day one, my firstborn grandbaby. Lord, somehow, work all this out. But first of all, Lord, protect that child and protect that mama. Jesus, today we're going to call on you because we need some help. While your heads are bowed and you're pondering right there in the room, say, Pastor, I'm in the room today and things aren't going right between me and God right now. God's not living in my life. I've made bad decisions in my life. I'm not following God. Heads are bowed across this room. You say, Pastor, I need to make that decision to follow Christ today. I need to invite Christ into my life. Maybe you're on live stream today. You need to invite Christ. Let me say the prayers with you. You're here. Just slip your hand up and say, Pastor, that's me. 
I need that prayer today. I need to invite Christ into my life. Just lift it up for a moment. I'm going to see it. I'm going to say a prayer with you. All across the live stream audience, Lord Jesus, for all these friends, wherever they've been, whatever country they're in, and they want to follow you today, Lord, let them know you love them, have a plan for their life. Let them know there's not a sin they've committed that you can't forgive. Let them know you've got this. I love you, Lord. Thank you for answering that prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand with me? I told you at the end of our message today, we're going to make this room a room of prayer. Some of you, I'd like you to step out in the aisle. Some of you, I'd like you to come forward. But I want you to stay spaced out as much as possible. But I want us to move a little bit. Some of you can just stay right in your chair. But I, I want you to, we're going to pray. The service ain't over. But I want you to see a miracle. I left it out of my message on purpose because I wanted to use it for this moment. Miracles still happen. Nine months ago, a family came to this church. They'd been coming for a few months prior to that, and the doctors, they'd tried for a child for many, many years. No response. Matter of fact, they'd basically given up hope. Throw the picture up. That's a brand new baby. You can not totally see it, but it's really there. <laughs> Last week, that baby was born right here in Rome. That's a major deal. To me, that's, a, that's one of those things that you say, wow. How'd that happen? God. How did it happen? They called on God. See, if God, even though the doctors, and one of them is a doctor. One's a lawyer, and I keep getting them mixed up. One's a lawyer, one's a doctor. They attend our church. And the doctors, not him or her, whichever one it is, said, you can't have babies. But they heard me say, because there was another couple in our church that they now have had their second child and the doctors told them there is no possible way in our church they're now just had their second they heard me tell that story nine months ago and they said to me right here right here pastor if God can give them a miracle God can give us a miracle that was their words. If God can give them a miracle, then He can give us a miracle. And we stood right here and we prayed. There's the picture. I'm just telling you. And just in a few weeks, they're going to be back in church. And you're going to get to see this baby. And I'm going to stand up here and I'm going to dedicate that baby. And you're going to get to see firsthand what a miracle is. 
God still does miracles. God still answers prayer. So today, as a church, we're going to call on God. The first thing we're going to call on God for is your situation. I know. I talk to you. You send me notes. I know there are some issues in some of your lives. Physical ailments, this, that, the other thing. All I know is God's got this. God's got this. And so for just a few moments, I know we can't put our hands on each other and pray like we normally. I got that. But I want you to know God is putting his hands on you. And I want you to lift your hands to the Lord. And for the next few moments, I want you to say, God, here's the miracle I need for my life. Would you call out to God right now? Come on, live stream audience, you can pray. There may be nobody else in that office right now, or nobody else in that home right now, but you can call on God. There may be others around you, but you can call on God. I'm calling on you, God. I'm calling on you, God. The doctors may have said, my situation may have dictated, but I'm calling on you, God. I need your help. I need your help. I need your help. I need you to help. Help me, God. Help me, God. God, every one of these needs, no matter what country they're listening, no matter what country they're praying in, help them, God. Jesus, 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 help us, God. Help us, God. Help us, God. Help us, God. We're calling on you, God. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Can we take now a minute to thank the Lord for answering those prayers? Say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for answering those prayers for us. Thank you, Lord, for answering those prayers for us. Hallelujah. 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 You can put your hands down. One of our brothers this week had a major surgery. A lot of you know him. His name's Joseph. Just a great guy. I want you to know we, we believe that today he's going to be getting out of the hospital. He said, all is well. You know, when, when you have those kind of words, all is well, and you just had a major surgery, that's pretty good. All is well. Listen, my friend, there is not a giant too big that God can't handle. Our next section or part that I want to pray today is I want us to pray for this virus. I want us to come against it. I want us to say, Pastor, how do I pray? Pray for protection. 
pray that the doctors and the medicine people and all those kind of people know what to do and that the governments will make good decisions. But we're going to spend a couple minutes praying right now. And I want you to call on heaven to intercede on behalf of this situation going on. Not just for Rome. We got it. Not just for Italy. But we're going to pray for our world, okay? We're going to pray because there's many nations around here, and they're affected too. We just can't keep this here, and we just can't pray here. We're going to pray for the world. Our God is the God of the world. So let's pray right now. Would you do it, please? God, we're calling on you. We're calling on you. We're calling on you. We're calling on you, God. No eye has seen. No ear has heard. What God has prepared. God is preparing. God is preparing. God is preparing. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! We're calling on you, God! We're calling on you, God! We're calling on you, God! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! We're calling on you, God! Stop this virus! Help those doctors! Help those politicians! Help those people! Make good choices. Hallelujah! Stop this attack. Today you've heard a word from the Lord, and I believe God has spoken to you. So if you say this prayer with me, I know God can change your life. They're saying it live here in Rome right now with me because God can change your life. God has a plan for you. I've told you that. And I want you to believe it with all of your heart. So will you say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I invite you into my life this day. Change me. Help me, I pray, oh God, I'm going to live for you. Friend, if you've just said that prayer, I can tell you that God has just changed you and has come into your life. Now I believe that today you may have listened to this and you've known that God already lives in your life. Well, God wants to speak to you and help you. So I'm going to pray a second prayer, and that prayer is for a miracle to happen for you this day. I believe in miracles. I know you do as well. So let's pray and let God touch you right where you're listening to this sermon. Lord, I thank you today for my friend that has heard this message. Lord, I know that they have needs and situations that's going on in their life. God, you're a big God and you hear and answer our prayers. So today, oh God, will you hear this prayer from your humble servant? God, will you answer this prayer on my new friend's behalf? Will you heal them? Will you touch them? Will you guide them? Lord, come in right now, wherever they're listening, Lord, and answer their prayer. Thank you, Lord, for doing that. If you've just said that prayer and listened to that prayer with me, I know that God has spoken to you. Would you do me a big favor? You're going to see, scrolled on the bottom of this, a website with an email address. If you said the prayer that said, God, come into my heart, or today you're believing with me for a miracle, I want you to drop us a quick note and say, hey, pastor, I want you to continue to pray for me and my family. 
You know, God loves you and he has a plan for your life. And I'll guarantee you, your best days are still in front of you. So God bless you and join us next week.